Growing Up, our brand new resource for churches and parents is out now. Woohoo! With Sunday school sessions, training videos, podcast episodes for parents and one for the whole family. All there to help our children navigate the confusion, filter the messages they're surrounded by and hear God's good story. All our Growing Up resources point to the Heavenly Father who loves our children even more than we do and has the answer to their biggest questions about who they are and how to live. Together, as families and churches, we can support each other to start good conversations about bodies, gender and marriage so our children can grow up hearing God's good story. Head over to the website faithinkids.org and find out all the details about growing up. Faith in Parents podcast. This is the second episode. I'm Ed. I'm the director of Faith in Kids. I've written a book called The Wonder of Easter, which is 34 family Bible times. With these family Bible times, 10 minutes in the Bible, together as a family, Easter will be like never before. You'll see the full wonder, technicolor, Dolby surround sound of Easter together. Wow. (laughs) Sorry to interrupt there. I was really in full flow. You were in full flow. (laughs) Yeah. But I think that's right, isn't it? I mean, that's what the aim is. And it's, it's, you know, it's James here, by the way. Um, uh, I'm a friend of Ed and I am a dad too and struggle like most mums and dads to read the Bible with our kids. So Ed's written a book and I've ruined his flow, but... Um, but it's true that you do need to sort of keep at it so that you do get a bit of an accumulative effect, don't you? Uh, I I kind of want to say to people, for the first three, four, five, uh, your children will wonder why they have to do this. They'll be reluctant to sit down. They'll fight and argue. Uh, but it is like any routine. If you could imagine you woke up tomorrow and said for the first time, today we're going to brush our teeth every morning and every evening. It would be a tedious, painful business. Uh, But the nature of routine and tradition and habit is it does get a bit easier and you even get to the time where a child says, is it Bible time now, Dad? Yeah. And that's a good thing. And recently, one of your daughters said, you've got 10 minutes (laughs) before I have to leave. Go. My daughter is now at secondary school and she leaves the house an hour earlier on her own than she used to. And uh, a wiser, godlier father than me said, when my dad, when my son, sorry, went to secondary school, I started just to sit at the kitchen table with him before he went out the house, before everyone else was out of bed. And I thought, all right, I guess that's the thing then. Yeah. So... At seven o'clock, and my daughter is very organised. She she now arrives and says, "If you want to do a Bible time, Dad, you got ten minutes before I'm leaving the house." And honestly, my thought straight after Christmas was, "Wow, you 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 think I'm going to do one?" And it, 
and I hadn't even thought about it. But she's right. I have yeah. got 10 minutes yeah. and I better open up the Bible with her. And that is only that only happened because you you persevered. You got beyond <laughs> the first one. Yeah, I did. We're on the second one. Yeah, that's right. And so um, this is episode two of Faith in Parents. Yes. And we are also dropping episode two of Faith in Kids, which is the show to listen to with your kids. We'd love to know how you got on with episode one. Yeah. And what... Uh, how it went well, how it went badly, what chaos ensued, what surprised you, email us at podcast at faithinkids.org. Is that right, Ed? That's right. And this Faith in Parents podcast is trying to get alongside parents and say, can we just make this job a little easier? Can we just give you an insight into normal, chaotic family Bible times? It's not the whole of Christian parenting, but it is clearly a key part, a great part. So that's our criteria. Is this podcast helping you, encouraging you, making it more manageable to open your Bible with your children, ask them some questions, them ask you some questions, pray and get on with your day? There we go. So the, the aim is that, that, you know, we open the Bible with our kids. We use initially the wonder of Easter would be a good thing, really good thing to do. And um, but then just sort of make a bit of a habit of it. So hopefully beyond Easter, this becomes a bit more of a natural thing. And that we know we might be able to plug you into some other other resources, too. So there are 30 odd studies um, and we're doing podcasts about uh, 15 key studies. And so uh, and this is the second. We're now going to hear the passage for today being read. And today we are in Luke chapter 22, verses one to six. Our reading is from Luke chapter 22, verses 1 to 6. It was almost time for the Jewish feast of unleavened bread, called the Passover feast. The leading priests and teachers of the law were trying to find a way to kill Jesus, but they were afraid of the people. One of Jesus' twelve apostles was named Judas Iscariot. Satan entered Judas and he went to the leading priests and some of the soldiers who guarded the temple... He talked to them about a way to give Jesus to them. They were pleased and promised to give Judas money. Judas agreed. Then he waited for the best time to turn Jesus over to them without the crowd knowing it. Okay, so I think we should listen to our little, I'm going to call it an interview, but it's not an interview, is it? It's a Bible time where you sat down with a couple of young guys and... um, and did the wonder of Easter with them. Uh, who are they? Um, where are they? How this they... is Ollie, who's six and a quarter, and Daniel, who is eight. They're sat around their kitchen table with their mum listening uh, near Canterbury in Kent. Uh, I've known them for quite a long time. Uh, and we are together looking at Luke 22, 1 to 6, which we've just heard read. Mm. The questions I take straight out of the wonder of Easter and, and then you, there's there's some there's some, there's some noises aren't oh, there? Oh, there is. There's some clink clink clanking, and that is as I sat down to do it, I just said to their mum, "Could I just have a handful of pasta shells, raw pasta shells?" And you'll hear me collect these into two groups on the table. I tell the boys each pasta shell is a person, and one pile is those who are loving Jesus, and one pile is those who were mm. against Jesus. Okay. And you'll hear me move people okay. around and whatever. And you didn't just pull that out of thin air, that's, that's in the book. It's in the book. Yeah. In fact, when one family trialled this, they said, Ed, keep going with these pasta shells. You right. know, I'm not one of these families with a cupboard full of craft materials, but I do have pasta shells. Great. Okay. Uh, let's have a listen. We're jumping into a bit of the Bible, and can I explain what's happening? 
Jesus has been teaching at the temple every day. Okay. But the religious leaders were starting to hate him. Did you remember this bit, Ollie? The religious leaders are hating him. The crowds are loving him. Okay. Perfect. And the religious leaders have started to want to get rid of him. Okay. I want you to imagine that this group here is a group of people who were for Jesus. And here is Jesus, the leader. Okay. And I want you to imagine that this group are against Jesus. Okay. Who are these, Ollie? The people that love Jesus. And who are these, Daniel? The people who are against Jesus. Perfect, Daniel. Perfect. Now, uh, did you hear, Daniel, who was against Jesus? Did you hear in the passage? Judas. Judas, thank you very much. So I'm going to put, okay, we're going to come to Judas in just a moment, okay? Did you hear who was against Jesus, Ollie? No, you don't have to. Did you hear, did you hear, Ollie, or do you know who is in this group who are for Jesus? Who were, who, it, when Jesus went around, who were the group who went around with him? Do you remember what they were called? The disciples. Well done, Ollie. Well done. That is exactly right. This group here were the disciples. Now, there were a few others who used to go wherever he did too. But mainly these were the disciples. Okay. Daniel, did you hear the name of some of the people who were here? Can I read this to you? And you see if you can spot the names of some of the people who were against Jesus. Ready? The leading priests and teachers of the law were trying to find a way to kill Jesus, but they were afraid of the people. Did you hear who was against Jesus? The religious leaders. Well done. We're doing brilliantly. Religious leaders, disciples, Jesus. All clear? Some other people that follow him. You're absolutely on the button, Ollie. You're absolutely on the button. Now, tough question. Do you know which group Judas started in? Why do you think that, Daniel? Why do you think he started in the for Jesus group? What did you know because, about Judas that made you say that? Because um, we we love Jesus more than we um, don't want Jesus to die. So That's exactly right. And that was true of Judas. At the start, he loved Jesus more than he wanted Jesus to die. But Did now, you... no one else loves him. And this uh, group wants... The, what exactly wants him? To... Make him die. That's right. The people who were against Jesus, this passage said, were finding a way to kill Jesus. What did you know about Judas, Daniel, that made you say he's in this group? You're absolutely right. What was the name Ollie gave this group? The disciples. Judas was one of the disciples. That is Judas here. I'm just going to put him slightly apart for the moment. Now, it says here, Satan entered Judas. <gasps> Satan is um, the master of sin. Well done. And he is inside Judas. He is. So, Daniel, can you move Judas 
to the other group. Perfect. So now he was this one here. Judas now walked over to that group and said, I want to hand Jesus over to you. That's what happened in the story. Let me read it again. He talked to them about a way to give Jesus to them. He wanted to find a way to get Jesus right in the middle of them so they could find a way to kill him. Just making sense? Okay, we're we're on the final stretch now. Oh, mm-hmm. I I know I know why. Why? Because um, I knew I know <gasps> that the disciples know yes. that if he dies, he would have rose again. So he said he brought him here yeah. so um he could die on the cross, but then he'll rose again and come. Good work, Ollie. Thank you very much. Well, you know the whole story now. <laughs> the phone has turned mm. off. Uh, it's okay. It's still going. You just can't see it. Don't worry, Daniel. <laughs> I know. Now, did you spot, Ollie, what happened to Judas to make him swap sides? Um, to tell them to make Jesus die. That's right. He decided to tell Jesus to make him die. And did you hear what they were going to give him? Can I read it to you, Daniel? You listen. What did they going to give him? He talked to them about a way to give Jesus to them. They were pleased and promised to give Judas money. And Judas agreed. Money. They're going to give Judas money if he can hand Jesus over to them to be killed. Okay, Daniel, ready? Those who were against Jesus were powerful and rich, and there were a lot of them. Jesus wasn't worried or scared. Why do you think that was? Because he knew. Wait, wait one minute. We're going to ask Daniel and then you'll go, Ollie. Don't worry. He knew he needed to die. Thank you. Ollie, what were you going to say? Because um, he knew he would die in the world again. Okay. So he is not scared because he knows exactly what's going to happen. Yeah. Can you imagine? I mean, I don't want you to imagine. It's an awful thought. But the idea that you would know there was a group of people with power and money who were in charge who wanted to hurt you. That must be a terrible feeling. But you're, both of you are absolutely right. Jesus wasn't scared because he knew what was going to happen. Um, <clears throat> now, can you tell me, we've got to the end. Can you tell me, is there one thing from this story that you think it would be worth remembering? Is there one thing maybe about Jesus that's worth remembering? Because we can't always keep everything in our head. So is there one thing from this story that if you had a quiet moment today, you'd think, that's good news. I'm pleased I learned that at breakfast. What do you think, Daniel? Teens. Teens. That is a question for teens. After you've answered this question, <laughs> I will ask you a teens question. And we'll see how you get on, Daniel. It's too difficult, but I'll ask it to you anyway. Daniel, is there anything from today's story you think is worth remembering? Um, Another way of answering that is, is there anything you remember? <laughs> Tell me what you remember about this story, Daniel. Jesus, Judas was swapped sides and wanted to betray, to betray, to yeah, betray, betray Jesus. Who, who wanted to swap sides to betray Jesus? Judas. Judas, thank you. Thank you very much. Ollie, is there one thing you want to remember from this story? Is there something you learnt about Jesus from this story? Tell me. Tell me what it is. Um, 
wouldn't die, he would <coughs> rose again. At the end, he knew he wouldn't die. Thank you. So, how did it go? How do you think that went? Make up, listeners can make up their own mind. That's not the whole of it. No. If any, it was probably too long. If we, you know, cause you <coughs> said this is going to take ten minutes, yeah. and the 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 unedited version was probably nearer eighteen minutes. Yeah, I but... talked too long. I talked too long, and I asked too many questions. And certainly at the beginning, a goal is stop when your kids are still in it. Don't yeah. keep going until they're climbing up the walls, begging you to finish. Yeah, I've even suggested in the book, always leave them wanting more. Do even have a stopwatch that you start and promise the kids when this gets to ten, we stop wherever we're at and we're going to pray. Yeah, is that get them to know this is not ordeal. This is light and easy. Yeah, I think uh, it went all right. Uh, Ollie is is more of an enthusiast. He just wants to shout all the time. Mm. Sometimes you have to make room for Daniel to speak. But that's normal family life. There's always mm. one who talks more than the others. Yeah. How do you, how do you negotiate that? Do you sort of direct questions if you can? or I, I think normally I would only ask questions to individuals by name mm. because uh, in my mind I'm thinking, which child do I want to encourage that they can do this? Mm. Which child do I need to force a bit of space for them to talk? But sometimes it might just be more fun just to, you know, when you've got one of those open-ended questions, you've worked out the big idea and you're just more on to, uh, you know, hey, if you'd been sat there, what do you reckon you'd have made of this? Yeah. That sort of question where you're just asking the kids to imagine and to wonder and to have fun with it and to dream mm. of, of what would this have felt like to have watched Jesus deal with this as as one bloke essentially betrays him Uh for them to imagine and to think about it a little, then everyone gets to chip in. So, and the pasta shells helped, you think? Yeah. Uh, I mean, Jam, you were saying, if you're honest... I thought, uh, yeah, I'm not into pasta shells. <laughs> it's not just because I don't like pasta, because I don't. Um, but it's also that I tend to sort of keep it moving and oral yeah. rather than kinetic. Yeah. Even though, actually, one of my kids probably would appreciate yeah. a bit more touchy-feely stuff. But then I worry that she might just start to fiddle with it yeah. and then her tension would, would wane. And that is that does actually happen. Yeah. As soon as you put pasta shells on a table, most children want to hold them, fiddle with, flick them, throw them, catch them. Um, the, the main reason for doing it is not to get us fiddling with an object. It's because uh, child developmental people, clever people, tell me, that under the age of about eight, children can't think conceptually. Right. So when you start saying a group of people for Jesus and a group of people against Jesus, to a child under eight, that, that is fairly meaningless. Okay. So you're just trying to put pasta shells on a table and say, look, these represent real people. Mm. These group here loved Jesus. These group here didn't like Jesus. Exactly the same as we see today. And... And particularly in this story, we're seeing what it is for one person to leave the the group for Jesus and walk across to the group against Jesus under the influence of the devil. So I think it's helpful for children to see that movement to understand what is going on in this story. Great. That's the goal. That's to get them to picture a person is changing. A person is now against Jesus who was for Jesus and to understand why would that have happened. So um, we'd love to hear about how you get on with that. Maybe you didn't have pasta and you used something else. Uh, what, what did you use? Um, in the first one, you were meant to be having 
a donkey or something and somebody had a, what did they they had a, a, a stuffed saber-toothed tiger so jesus was, ride, jesus. was riding a saber-toothed tiger no 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 you're getting confused oh jesus was a stuffed saber-toothed tiger okay right. riding on a kitchen chair yeah yeah and if you, especially if you're six that makes total sense <laughs> and the only people who have a hard time understanding that is actually adults maybe quite often we are the problem maybe rather than the solution i did once meet an accountant who was helping with kids work and his heart was in it he wanted to do it he Mm. wanted to teach kids the bible in church and it over a coffee once he said to me very sadly he said ed i've been an accountant for too long i have no creativity left honestly it was a sad moment and i said but what you do have is a desire to teach children the bible yeah creative people are ten a penny yeah, pick up the phone. I can give you four like phone numbers. So. <laughs> that's exactly. He right. says to a uh, a professional scriptwriter. <laughs> that's right. Yeah, you're ten a penny. Yeah. Accountants, they're hard to find. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Um, Didn't someone sing about that? A good accountant these days is hard to find. I think that was very much the B side of a Tina Turner hit. Okay. okay. This Faith in Kids podcast is based on the book The Wonder of Easter. Thirty-four, ten-minute family bible times for three to 18 year olds Uh, there's never a bad time to prepare for easter to get your head around the wonder of easter but clearly pancake tuesday the beginning of what people used to call lent still do is a great time to do it it's based on that you start it on pancake wednesday or something and off you go. Shrove Tuesday? <laughs> that was awful. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I'm leaving that in. <laughs> Are you? Yeah. Okay. Shrove Tuesday. Yeah. And then technically Lent begins the day after on Wednesday. Is that right? That's right. Oh, well, you showed me. So study nice, number... Nice riposte. Study number one of the wonder of Easter you might do on Wednesday. Yeah. Or it, you could frankly just start now. Just start whenever you yeah. like. And and it might take you beyond Easter. It might well do. It doesn't matter. The jam. main thing is you're opening the Bible with your kids. Thank you for this, Jam. Thank you for interrupting me. It, many would argue it's the best part of the podcast. <laughs> uh, I'm going to pray now. Please do. Dear Father, we thank you that when we look at this passage, we are hearing about a time when the devil went to war with Jesus. We thank you, Father, there was one decisive winner and Jesus Christ came out winning. We do pray, Father, that we and our children would be clear that the war is won, though the battle continues to rage. Allow us to trust in Jesus when we see evil happening and when we ponder why it's happening. Amen. Amen. Thanks for listening, everyone. Speak to you next time. Um, great. Well, I think we're probably done, aren't we? Uh, good luck, everyone. <laughs> <laughs>